Welcome to another edition of the Epic Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Meekum, and joining me today is one of my favorites, Sarah Roundy. Thanks for joining us, Sarah. Thanks for having me, Dave. Sarah, tell us your official title at the Epic Program. So I am the School Health Coordinator at the Utah Department of Health. There we go. And that is the reason we have you in today, because here we are in this COVID-19 world. We're all hungered down, trying to stay home and stay safe. And we've got our kids home. They're doing their school online, but that's only part of the equation that they need every day. They still need to be active. They still need to be kids. They still need to move. And so we thought we'd talk about maybe some ideas of, since we're all kind of now our home school teachers, how we can get them out and get them active. So I thought we'd just chat about that a little bit today. And I know you have kids at home. So what are you doing with your kids? Oh, boy. That's a million-dollar question, isn't it, Dave? <laughs> um, so I'm glad that you invited me back. I did want to talk about a couple of things parents can do with their kids to get them active. Obviously, we have the weather that's playing on our side at this time, so it's nice to get those kids to be outside and outdoors. But I thought I'd talk a little bit about the importance of being outside. You know, we're listening to the governor and our local health district officials telling us that we need to stay safe, stay at home, which is what we need to be doing. But it's also very important for all of us to get outside. So as you're getting outside with your kids, there's lots of different things that you can do when you're walking around. And I just kind of wanted to touch on a couple of those. So some of the things you can do is going on a walk around your neighborhood. And some of the things I've done with my kids, it's been kind of fun. So one of the first activities we did is we had art. And first of all, they all went outside and they collected rocks. And then we painted the rocks with kind messages. They could paint it however they wanted to, just making sure that there was either a picture or some words. And then the next time we went on our walk around our neighborhood, we placed those rocks so that people could pick them up and maybe see something cheery on their walk. So we've done that a couple of times. That's great. So you're mixing crafts with activity and a service to anybody who's out there going down the same path. I love it. Yeah. So and then another thing we've done is we've seen some of our trails as we've gone on the trails or even just on our sidewalks. There's a lot of garbage around. So we've taken a stack and we've picked up garbage around our neighborhood or on some of those trails that we're around. So just trying to help our community and doing the part that we should be doing in our community. Yeah, my kids are a little bit older than yours, but we've still gone down a similar path. We just get them out and take them for walks. We are fortunate to have a park behind our home here and a nice walking path. And so it's really easy to get out there and still kind of maintain social distancing and and get them out and get them moving. Yeah, so that's important. Another fun thing that we've done, Dave, is take the sidewalk track that you have. And your kids can draw either messages or they can draw certain types of things that kids can do on their walk so that other kids can enjoy it. So that would be like maybe drawing a hopscotch display on the sidewalk or maybe drawing a dice or saying to turn around three times so that other people in the neighborhood, they can enjoy your art and your creativity. Um, That's another thing. Another thing that's fun is doing a scavenger hunt. And you don't need to do and go search Pinterest and all that. Just think of things out of your head for kids to find. One thing that I did was, we all know the alphabet game, right? When you're in the car, you try to find. Okay, we'll do the number game. That's also a fun thing and see how many times they can find different numbers out there. And then you can do math problems as you're walking around. So if you see a 25 speed limit, ask them what two plus five is or two times five or 
you know, just kind of be creative just in your own world of trying to show your kids that school is important and it's all around us, depending kind on what we Home extension of the active classroom kind of. Yeah, area, right? yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And there's nothing wrong with kids just going out and riding their bikes or something, the things that they typically always do. They don't have yeah. to shake up their routine for this. They can go out and do those things as long as they're maintaining that social distancing and then cleaning up when they get home. There's nothing wrong with them going out and jumping on their bike or running and playing a game, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And it's important for them to get out just as adults. We yeah. need a break from whatever we're doing, just getting outside just really helps your mental health. Um, just being outside. So yeah, just getting on a bike, walking, doing something, just get outside. And it's even better if we go out and get active with them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a novel idea. That's a novel idea. Yeah. Well, but it's kind of fun being at home. It can be a little bit stressful at times, but I feel like I'm building a connection with my kids that I wouldn't be able to do otherwise because we're always in a hurry. So like you said, getting out there with them, you're actually playing the games with them. You're out there exercising with them. You're going on a bike ride with them instead of just sending them to do stuff. So take these moments and look at the good and the things that we have that's going good for us. Yeah. And along those same lines, now this is an activity necessarily, but another thing we have to be concerned with when they're home, now that we're not only parent, but school teacher, more or less, is making sure that they get a nutritious meal for breakfast and lunch, right? Oh, Dave. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of hard to keep feeding your kids all the time. But another thing I have noticed in my own home is if I don't buy those unhealthy snacks, it's not available, right? Right. So we can stock our pantries and we can stock our fridge with healthy choices. They're going to soon start to eat those if you have picky ears. But if we don't have the bags of chips and we don't have cookies laying around, we can't get them. Yeah, if they're not there, you can't eat them. (laughs) You can't eat them. Another thing um, is if you display your snacks, uh, what's a better word, pretty, or you uh, you organize them well, they're going to want to go into Yes. Yeah, well presented. That's a thank you. Yes, if you present it well, <laughs> they're, they're going to want to go into that pantry or that fridge and eat them. So just providing and stocking your fridge up with healthy snacks is a great way to make sure that your kids are eating healthy. But another thing that you can tie nutritious and physical activity is plant a garden. Do it together. Yes. yes. You're the type of gardener that wants it to be a certain way. Get them a piece of the garden that's specifically there so that they can experiment, they can touch, they can feel, and then they can see what comes out of their garden. But that would be another great thing. I love that you touched on this. We spent the podcast a week ago talking about gardening because it is time to put the garden in. And it is something you can absolutely do this time of year with all of our restrictions. There is no problem with planting a garden. All the nurseries are open. So you'll have no trouble getting the supplies that you need, getting seeds or starts, whatever it is. As a matter of fact, I think for next week's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit more about gardening and get a little bit more in depth on planting tomatoes and so forth. But the thing is, and we mentioned this last week, is that when you involve your kids in gardening, you're not only getting them active, but now they have a stake in it. You know, they're in the game and they're more likely to eat what you grow and more involved with it. By the time harvest time comes, it's going to be easier to get them to eat those vegetables. Yeah. And you know what, Dave, you brought up a good point. I think it's also good that they try, maybe if you're going to the nurseries, try a new seed, try something new, just experiment. Let them see what happens. Grow a purple tomato. 
Yeah, exactly. something yeah. that they've never seen before. Something fun, right. right? There's unconventional vegetables that they have probably never seen before that you can plant, get them involved in, and it just makes it that much more fun for them. And they get active, and then it's going to be nutritious food when they get to eat it. Yeah. I do want to touch just quickly, Dave, on if those that are listening, they don't have the option of doing these things or they do need a meal, they can contact their school or their district. And several of them around our state are still offering that service, which is a great thing. They're doing either drive through or walk up pickups. And they're always being very careful of how they're handling the food. So they don't have that. Or if anybody was on the free and reduced lunch benefit programs, they can still receive those through their district. So I would encourage everyone to look out for those. That's a great point. So if you need that or just want that, contact your school, find out what the process is and school lunch is still there. Yep. That's a great thing. Yep. Beautiful. Well, Sarah, I want to thank you for joining us today. This has been great. A lot of fun. And I look forward to chatting with you again. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. 